Welcome to the Thought Leaders to Watch podcast. I'm Catherine Mora, founder and CEO of Change Empire Books. We help coaches, speakers, and entrepreneurs write and publish quality books and get them out into the world. We believe that thought leaders are made through a combination of quality of service, planning, and authenticity. Do you want to impact lives and leave a legacy? Stick around until the end of the show and we'll reveal how you could be our next guest on the Thought Leaders to Watch podcast. Let's get started. Your host, Starlet Henderson here with this episode's thought leader, Tom Kolditz out of the Door Institute at Rice University. How are you doing, Tom? I'm fabulous as always, Starlet. How are you? <laughs> I'm wonderful. Thank you. Um, we talked about that. Fabulous is a choice. So um, that is a great intro in choices and leadership. And uh, you are at the Door Institute and you're building new leaders or you're helping um, your university build leaders and challenging other universities to do the same. So I'm curious to know, what does being a thought leader mean to you? You know, being a thought leader to me, means getting way beyond content marketing and into new ideas that can invoke change that's going to make a difference in the world. So digging a little bit deeper, um, can you tell me a little bit more about some examples of like some high level um, objectives with your students and you're teaching teaching them leadership? Well, sure. Uh, At Rice, uh, our goal is to offer and execute an executive quality leader development experience for every student at the school who wants it, free of charge and without competing. Uh, And consequently, we work with about 40% of the student body at Rice from all seven schools, business, engineering, architecture, music, uh, and others. And and we do that in the best way we know how. So for example, we offer a professional leadership coach from the Houston business community Mm -hmm. to every student in the school who wants one, uh, free of charge. And and, uh, we we really do feel that students should get the highest quality leader development that leader development scientists know how to give them. And not some lesser Fisher Price version Mm -hmm. of you know, leader development, that it should be top tier. Right. And this area is important to you. Why don't you tell us a little bit about your leadership experiences and what you're bringing to Rice um, in the Door Institute? Well, sure. So I had a long career in the military, uh, more than 30 years. Uh, The last 12 years in the military, I spent at the Department of Behavioral Sciences and Leadership at West Point. Mm -hmm. And when I was there, I watched West Point do what I thought was a really very good job of developing their graduates as leaders. And when it came time to leave, I thought, you know what? Private universities and public universities could do just as well if they applied themselves. And so I went to the Yale School of Management for three and a half years and built a leader development program there. And then I went to Rice uh, at the request of John Doerr and the Rice University president, David Lebron, to build out a large scale leader development program and then share it as broadly as we possibly can. So we're not 
an institute dedicated to being number one at right. something, uh, we want all boats to rise. Very good. So you're sharing that knowledge with other universities. Obviously, you think that everyone can be doing a better job. <clears throat> yeah, we. Uh, one of the first things I did was have a researcher go around the country and look at leader development in 50 universities among the top 100. And what she came back with was really pretty horrifying. Uh, had leader development or creating leaders in their mission statements, but virtually none of them did anything sophisticated. They weren't measuring their outcomes. They weren't using professional people. Mm -hmm. Um, They weren't using evidence-based techniques. So it all, it all came across to me as kind of a big fake. Very fluffy. Um, Exactly. (laughs) And, you know, I don't know how universities missed the last 15 years when there has been so much uh, advancement in leader development science in business and industry. Uh, But really, uh, we found no indication that universities were taking it seriously. And, And the reason that's a tragedy is that leader skills are how people apply the terrific educations that they get. Right. And without those, you have a lot of really highly educated people uh, who are unable to fulfill their destiny, you know, their potential because they can't lead. So, for instance, like you said, you know, choosing fabulous as a mindset or communicating what they've just learned. What are some other examples that they um, are starting to learn or you felt like they needed to learn still? Well, you know, uh, we we develop them in three dimensions. We do a behavioral dimension, which is basically skills, leader skills, competencies, uh, easy to measure, easy to see. We also develop them emotionally. So we give them an emotional intelligence measure at the beginning, uh, and we try to shape their confidence and their ability to, to engage emotionally. And then lastly, And in some ways, most importantly, we develop them cognitively. And what we mean by that is we develop in them a leader identity. Mm -hmm. So they view themselves as leaders. They have confidence going forward as leaders. They seek out leader roles. And when you put those three things together, uh, you have individuals that are ready to go face the world. And in far too many of our top 20 universities, we have highly educated people who are graduating with high school level leadership skills. And we're going to help fix that. Yeah. I think that's so important. Like you said, I mean, they're learning a ton of engineering or math or health, you know, um, relationship kind of stuff, you know, counseling and different things, but they still, you know, have a hard time maybe running a business or talking to other business leaders, finding funds. And uh, it sounds like um, you're really kind of closing that gap for them. Right. I mean, we want to raise awareness. You know, all of these universities are capable of having a tremendously effective leader development program in a year. But unless they're aware of how far behind they are, ineffective they are at graduating leaders, I think many of them believe that a four-year degree automatically makes a person a better leader. We've done research with thousands of students that shows that unless those students 
have a deliberate, intentional leader development uh, experience. They are no better as seniors than they were as freshmen walking through the door. So industry is getting college educated people with high school level leadership skills. Right. Yeah. And uh, so you can't build businesses around that. You can't build America around that. (laughs) Well, you really can't, you know, not business, not government, Mm -hmm. not social sector. And, you know, I've always believed and I've, I've participated in leader development in business for a long time. I've taught executive education and other other things. But, you know, businesses are there to provide services or produce widgets and make a profit. They shouldn't be in the developmental leadership business. I mean, you know, it uh, it just seems reasonable for colleges and universities to provide a more polished product to America and to society. And they're failing to do that right now. Yeah. And so you said you're sharing your knowledge with other universities. Is that through your book, Leadership Reckoning? Can you tell us more about that? Well, sure. Uh, Leadership Reckoning is a book that basically points out how bad colleges and universities are at this right now, mm-hmm. lays out for them how to do high quality leader development at literally half the cost of classroom instruction. And uh, it also introduces the concept of a Carnegie classification for leadership for public purpose. So we have teamed with the Carnegie Foundation for the Advancement of Teaching Mm -hmm. to provide an opportunity for all 4,500 schools in the U.S., Canada, and Australia to apply for a leadership um, recognition. A seal of some sort, right? Under Carnegie. Mm -hmm. And Carnegie already classifies pretty much all the universities and colleges in the country as research universities or community colleges. This is an optional classification. But given that so many universities have developing leaders in their vision or mission statements, Mm -hmm. we think it's going to be very popular and that universities will feel like they have to achieve that classification. Sure. And I bet businesses are going to want to snatch up the students from those schools that are getting that leadership. Like you said, right now, a lot of businesses have, you know, HR departments or, you know, training departments within their businesses trying to polish, you know, these students coming out of college. And so they'll, they'll be grateful. I'm sure that the students are coming to them a little bit more prepared. Well, absolutely. And they spend hundreds of millions of dollars doing that. We had a major company come to the Door Institute and ask for a direct pipeline of students through our programs into their company. And we declined because that's not why we want students coming to the Door Institute. We want students that are motivated to develop as leaders, not to just get a job. But at the time, we showed that company how to find our graduates. And uh, it is a tremendous competitive advantage, a unique value proposition for a university to actually produce leaders, not just say they are, yeah, have an intentional, professional, high quality way of doing it, like they do with developing physicists or poets or anything else that they do. Right. And I like how you said, too, that it's, you know, this is advantageous to the business sector and the government sector. It's not just, you know, business leaders that are coming out of there. We're talking leaders in general across all sectors. Absolutely. You know, um, 
universities in the United States graduate 2.2 million college graduates a year. So if we can affect even 10%. That's a tremendous impact on business, you know, and the schools, you know, they're great, but they only graduate 100,000 people a year. The University of Texas system graduates more than that. Yeah. In order to make a real difference in society, this has to happen at universities, broadly in the undergraduate populations. And like I said, it's a lot cheaper than classroom instruction. So whether or not a university does it is really a choice. Mm-hmm. It's not a matter of, you know, uh, zero sum game. Or, yeah, money. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Tell me what the students are saying about this. You said you have about 40% of your students at Rice uh, participating. What is some of the feedback that you're getting from them? Well, you know, the, the feedback itself uh, is very positive and we're very popular among the students who work with us. 98% of college students who get a professional coach as a leadership experience recommend it to a peer. Oh, yeah. Uh, but, but, you know, we're very serious about measurement, and so it's not enough for it to be popular. We have an independent team of research psychologists, just two, <laughs> but their, their whole job is to measure our outcomes. And, and we measure outcomes differently than process. So process is how many people like it right. and how many people come. Outcomes is, is there a cognitive shift in leader identity? Mm-hmm. Do students increase their sense of purpose and life satisfaction as measured by psychological instruments? So we're very focused on measurement. Um, we try to do it to as high a standards as any research university, which is what Rice is. Right. Any research university would have. So it's a matter of, of really upholding the standards of the university writ large. Mm-hmm. How we, do, how we measure our outcomes and measure our performance. It's a lot more than just being popular among students. Sure, right. Well, and they're getting, you know, probably better jobs and, um, you know, definitely a better education, something well-rounded. I imagine the parents are pretty excited too, you know. Well, you know, it's funny. Parents get it. You know, students don't always understand what it means to have a full semester with a professional coach. I mean, if, if that was a business, they paid five to ten thousand dollars for Absolutely. that. And uh, and we're providing it to every student who asks. And it's it's great. You know, our our coaching uh, uh, professionals love our students and they also coach executives and people in the industry in Houston. But there's something about a young person who's malleable, easy to teach, eager to learn that is a very satisfying uh, experience for the professional coaches and other professional leader developers we use. Right. Yeah. I imagine, you know, the students don't have something to say, Hey, but I already know this, right? Like I have my diploma. I learned this in college and, um, and they don't go to their job feeling like they already know everything. Um, So I imagine those coaches um, do feel like it's fertile ground. Well, they do. And, you know, our ROI studies, the return on investment is huge. Our students that go through the Door Institute, and remember, this is 40% of a 7,000-person university. Sure. Uh, On average, they earn $10,000 more in their first job. 
They give back more to the university and donations. And they're small. You know, these are people that have just graduated, but still um, they feel a sense of obligation to the university. And they also do much better on well-being measures like reductions of psychological distress. And we had a professional uh, ROI analyst come in and estimated that 90 to 120 fewer students go to the counseling center because they're coached and they're to and whatever they needed got taken care of. We also are attributing a 10% increase in students who are Black, Latinx, and Native American retaining in the university. So leader development winds up being one of the best uh, diversity inclusion and equity programs that you can have because of the performance. And remember, we're one-on-one with most of our development. There is no greater diversity than one-on-one. You know, everyone's demographics can be taken care of by professional coaches. Yeah. No, that's, that's amazing. Those are some great numbers. And I love to hear that their mental health is, um, is doing well, you know, not suffering like you hear in some other universities. I think that's such an important thing to bring to the fore. Um, one thing, one last question, sir. And I wanted to ask you about a book recommendation. I imagine you must have a reading list or recommended reading as part of the program. Um, if not, you know, just any book that's impacted you personally or your program. And we'd love for you to share that with our audience. You know, one of the, one of the most important books I ever read uh, was written by uh, a man named Victor Frankel, who was a psychiatrist. And, um, and I, I really enjoyed uh, Frankel's book. Mm-hmm. But, you know, when I think uh, uh, more contemporary, uh, John Doerr wrote a book called Measure What Matters. And it's all about how to gauge success at goals. Right. And so Man's Search for Meaning is the long-term one for me by Frankel. But in the shorter term, uh, John Doerr's Measure What Matters is one of the most important books that have ever been written. And it explains the success of Google and so many other companies that have been able to track their goals and achieve what they wanted to do. So... I'd recommend those two. There you go. Most people don't end up just doing one. They got to do two or three. There's just so many out there, right? There are. Although, you know, as I've, I've probably got 400 leadership books on my shelf. Mm-hmm. And really more than half of them are repeats of something else. And it's very rare that you have a novel book, uh, a new idea, true truly new idea. Right. And uh, I think I think uh, Measure What Matters was profound in that respect. Very good. Very good. Well, thanks, sir. Um, please tell our listeners how to find you if they're interested, you know, some maybe university professionals or um, parents who are thinking about sending their kids to school soon. Let us know how to reach you. Well, it's really, really easy. Uh, you can email us at leadership at rice.edu. Mm-hmm. You can go to our website, uh, which is door.rice.edu. Uh, and I'm easy to find. Tom Kolditz, Thomas Kolditz at rice, thomas.kolditz at rice.edu. So we would love to hear from people. We are completely transparent. 
We share our business practices, our data, our program uh, specifications. Mm-hmm. We share everything with other universities. And we are truly committed to better leader development, more and better leaders uh, across the country. Yeah. Well, I think that that shows just in your generosity. And that's definitely a demonstration of thought leadership, um, both the program and yourself, sir. So thank you for your time today. And thanks for your thoughts. Thank you, Starlet. I appreciate it. Catherine Mora here. Thank you so much for listening to the Thought Leaders to Watch podcast. If you are a successful coach, speaker, or entrepreneur who would like to be on this program, please visit changeempire.com slash podcast slash apply. If you got something out of this interview, please share this episode on social media. Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on the socials. If you know someone that would be a great guest, tag them on social media to let them know about the show and include the hashtag Thought Leaders to Watch. I love seeing your posts and guest suggestions. We are regularly putting out new episodes and content. To make sure you don't miss any episodes, go ahead and subscribe. Your thumbs up, ratings and reviews go a long way to help promote the show and they mean a lot to me and my team. Want to know more? Go to our website, changeempire.com, or follow me on LinkedIn as Catherine Moore. We're on Facebook and Instagram as Change Empire Book Coaching. Thanks for listening. We will see you next time.